Relentless Radio. 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 A lot of memorabilia and photos and uh, interviews and videos. And of course, we hear the music of the legend Prince. It's interesting, uh, early on in the 80s and the 90s, the word legend or the idea of legend was bestowed upon people like Mick Jagger or the Beatles or James Brown or Liberace. And there's hundreds of other uh, titans who have held down the, the legacy of being an idol, of being a legend. For sure, Prince was underrated coming up. Maybe his counterparts and his uh, co-conspirators and his fans knew the truth about him. But for the most part, he was neglected early on. And then came the movie we all watched, which was a game changer in his life. Fast forward to the 80s, I was a up-and-coming and up-and-coming producer. Uh, I produced stage shows that included talent shows and then inevitably concerts, small and large. I've run the entire laundry list of, of artists and dealt with them behind the scenes and booked them and paid their managers and in some cases didn't pay their managers because maybe the crowd wasn't thick enough and it didn't bring in the receipts necessary and one or two concerts or um, promotions were canceled. In that mix, I got to meet the, the who's who of entertainment today. Uh, anybody who had staying power and had a good mouthpiece on them is actually relevant today, is actually a multimillionaire today, is actually maybe perhaps a billionaire today. And these are the people I got to deal with. But back way back when, when I didn't know better, <laughs> the way to reach out to an artist was through their management. And the way you found the artist management, because we didn't have the internet, the only way you found the artist management was you knew somebody who connected you, like a booking agent, who, I'll, I'll show you that loophole in a minute, but, or the back of an album. So the back of an album cover generally said, for bookings, contact these people, and for artist management, contact these people. And so, when you're trying to bypass the booking agent and perhaps bypass a p potential booking agent fee, you might call a booking agent and, and you don't have access to the manager or you don't have their, their information. You might um, ask the booking agent, hey, I'd like to book the artist for an inter interview 
on my TV show, or I'd like to uh, do an interview with the artist for my magazine. And they would immediately just give you the management's information. And there, thereby was the sort of the bypass of the promote the um the really the sales team now if the management and the artist had an exclusive relationship with the booking agency then it didn't matter go ahead and keep the doors open because the booking agency would be clear about where the artist was performing and and when they were booked and they would probably tie in a booking fee even if they did not book the artist or they were um or they were on a, some sort of um retainer that they got paid regardless they got paid monthly regardless and um, maybe the 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 um, bookings that they brought in maybe they got a little bit of extra on top of that the booking agents but where it relates to prince of course went to the back of the album and found you know the beauty of the internet is that you can go and you can look up Prince management and it'll bring it up because I can't remember Fagnoli, Ragnoli and Fagnoli, whatever it was. It was just uh, these were the um, managers for Prince back in the day. Fagnoli, uh, you know, some some sort of Italian names. Look, they had a a lock on um, on the industry. Um, artist man, let me see the prince artist management. Let me see if this works. Um, artist, and I'm sorry, I'm not, um, I'm not, um, how should I say, um, prepared because I'm just basically coming off the top of the head today. No, no speaking notes, etc. But, um, nevertheless, uh, his management was reachable, they were, you know, um, I was able to reach them, and I went ahead and I see my water is uh, boiling in the kitchen. Talk to you while I'm doing this. (coughs) So I um, went ahead, contacted artist management, and just like a New Yorker, (laughs) just like a, a Shylock, just like a huckster that I was, I talked myself into getting, not only getting free, (coughs) not only getting free uh, tickets to the concert, all all in the first 14 14 rows, somewhere in the 14th row, but also being invited to the after party. I think I told him, hey, I'm the youngest promoter out here in New York. I get it popping out here. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to represent and and, and you got to, you know, invite me to Philly, you know. (laughs) So I I wasn't talking like that. I'm I'm being funny and glib as usual. But um, whoever picked up the phone was feeling my vibration. That's my point. They were feeling my vibration and my vibration is what enabled me to actually not only go to the concert and experience the Purple Rain uh, performance at uh, the Philadelphia Spectrum at the time, that's the name of the stadium, the Purple Rain tour, Shilla E, the whole nine, but 
I also got to go to the designated hotel afterwards, invited up to a small hotel room. And this hotel room honestly wasn't bigger than my living room today. Go up to the small hotel room and there I am with the members of the time, members of the Purple Rain movie, including Jerome and Billy. Uh, but also I got to kick it with Sheila E. I mean, kicked it with Sheila E. I guess she, you know, she was there for promotional purposes, but for sure we had exclusive time in your face and I had no game. So I'm going to tell you that from the door. I didn't have no game. And then in comes Prince and Prince is short and he's got this big old beefy bodyguard. And he goes around to everybody, shakes hands and says hi, including me and my buddy who came to see the show with me. And that princely run in led to some other things that I won't elaborate on. But I will say that um, my other connection with Prince is that uh, the... And I'll put a link to this in somewhere in the comments. Maybe when I post this po podcast to my webpage today, I will also put a link to the video so that you can see and uh, experience this gentleman. So also connection to Prince. I would be one degree from Prince by a brother named Mike Phillips. So Mike Phillips back in the day came from Mount Vernon and also Jersey. But I think his, maybe maybe he had... Um, parents in each state I don't know but Mount Vernon was where we met Mike and he was a killer it at school and um you know in the band and he was he was the man with the sax and the kid with the sax and I'm sure he used the school saxophone nobody could afford their their instrument back in the day and Mike came to our talent show I wonder if he brought the school sax to play, but he killed the audience, won $500. And his testimony is that he took that $500 and he purchased his first sax. Step into 2018, Mike Phillips not only has played with Stevie Wonder, he's on Jill Scott's album, um, it, The Way, if you remember The Way, the live version, that's Mike Phillips, Mike Philly on um, the sax on that. Jill shouts him out in that production. But also, Mike has played with some of the most notable artists in the world. He also had a a TV show on BET back in the day because Michael Jordan gave Mike his own sneaker, of course, Nike, Michael Jordan, that whole crew. And also, Mike recently uh, played the national anthem to open up the brand new Mercedes Stadium where they subsequently had the Super Bowl. So I take away from all of that meeting Prince and my connection with Mike uh, I take away the energy and the vibration that I uh, convey or that I emute or that I, I pr project cast through my through my vehicle, my body, through my mind, through my through my heart, through my 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 connectivity, my energy, my personal energy connects with people on another level. Not to say it's better than anybody else or, you know, that anybody else couldn't have done this. I did. And 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 my 
my universal energy has been attracting people like that into my life for decades. And I have not, I have never fallen short. Even when I was tucked in the belly of a prison, I was handed to or connected to or um, introduced to the, 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 the Goliaths in those environments. The Goliaths, whether they were Italian or black, we connected because I am that energy. I am a mover. I am a shaker. I am a doer. I am an executioner. I execute. I get it done. I'm not just, a, you know, um, uh, I don't just talk the talk. I walk the walk. And thank God I have learned some things along the way so that I do not uh, engage in the same mistakes. Like, isn't it saying like a fool is a person who, who, um, continues to do the same um, thing over and over, who continues to um, uh, execute the same mistakes over and over, you got to learn from your mistakes. And, and by God, I have learned from my escapes, my, <laughs> my escapes, my escapes and my mistakes. I've learned from them. I've progressed by them. And I'm here today thanking God for my longevity, for my consistency, I'm not perfect by any means. I I get it wrong sometimes, but less less than the average person because of my walks in life and because I've been there, done that. You know, you get older, that doesn't mean you get smarter. But if you get more experience and if you stay your if you stay in your lane, you actually become a master of something. And in, in mastering something, you, you actually can speak on it. And I've been a master of life for quite a while. I've been a master in business for quite a while. I've been mastering my own skills of writing for quite a while. So I own that. And um, today I'm grateful and blessed by all the relationships that I have that people pick up the phone when I call that I continue to progress and grow. We all got to eat. We all have to eat from the guy laying on the street to the CEO at the top of some building. We all got to eat. But you know what? When you can connect on all of those levels from the, the guy on the street to the CEO in the that's when you're grounded. And when you're grounded, people feel that. When you're grounded, people feel that. Being grounded doesn't mean being poor. Being grounded doesn't mean being homeless. That doesn't mean, that, 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 that's not what that means. Being grounded just means being connected, being present, listening, understanding. And even if you don't understand, you say, you, 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 maybe you, you say you don't understand. Maybe you... You don't fake it like you do understand, you know, but I, I know that there's a certain understanding that people that are grounded have and we see it in one another's eyes. I'm grounded. You're grounded. We're on the same. We're on the same page. We're blessed. And, and we connect or we don't, but we understand and we respect one another. So my mad respect to the folks who let me into the Prince uh, circles uh, all the times that I have been. 
And my mad respect to my man, Mike Philly. I doubt you get to hear this, man. You are so busy. <laughs> but to all of those people in between the cracks and crevices of all of my relationships, from Mount Vernon to Jersey to uh, New Orleans to Cali and Harlem and back down to Atlanta. God bless you all. And thank you for being part of this relentless journey. These are the Relentless Chronicles. I am Relentless Aaron. This is episode 16. Thank you for tuning in. Share, comment, and subscribe. I'm here. I'm present on purpose. RelentlessAaron.net. That's my website. And I am at Relentless Aaron on all social media. Peace.